What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and now I'm on the mic and on video. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see we are in a different space right now. So if you do notice this, and if you're watching on YouTube, just comment down below with the keyword squad. We're still filming it and currently getting something built up in my backyard right now so we can have a set space, but there's no excuses. We're happy to be here with every single one of you on this awesome, beautiful Monday. So we're excited for this episode. And that's what it's all about. And we're not going to lie. Me and Kyle, last thing we want to do coming back from the gorgeous sun, being in the cold currently was film the video portion of this podcast. We've done almost 500 episodes of audio. It's what's really natural to us. There's a lot more that gets involved in the setup of video. We have these big contraptions here. There's all these things. But at the end of the day, persevering through that self-doubt and that thing that's like, oh, but it's hard and those excuses. As long as you don't entertain those excuses, you get them done, you're gonna be happier for it. We're happy we can bring this in video. We've loved how amazing and how much the YouTube community has been built up. So if you haven't checked out our podcast on YouTube yet, seen us on video, that'll be the first link in the description down below you can definitely check that out take advantage and subscribe so you can see all the future episodes but we're going to go ahead and kick this off as we always do with quotes and i'm going to kick this off with mine because i heard this quote and i just thought this is incredible it absolutely got me fired out so the quote is one man's sprint is another man's stroll so what that means is for some people something that's really hard to them could be easy to them for instance if i try and run with usain bolt and i'm doing some crazy sprint i'm gonna die i'm a fit i'm a healthy i'm an active person but at the end of the day he's a beast he's at a different level and it's not just people in their specific craft of course we can be really really good at our craft and be experts and things can come easier to us with practice and putting in those um thousand hours or whatever there i know there's amount of hours they say it takes to become an expert but once you put that in you can achieve that and things become easier but you can apply this to anything in life and i find a lot of people in fitness where they'll go wrong and still compare themselves to their friends and they'll compare themselves downward they'll say oh my friend only does three days a week like i'm doing four that's really good when you know you could do five when you know you have the capability to go heavier but you just do the same weight because that's what your friends are doing and just the same people can compare themselves to olympians who are blasting a ton of steroids they're in a completely different ball game and they could be overextending themselves and hurting themselves so you really have to understand that we're all made different with different capabilities but it is very imperative that we find what we're comfortable with and we're challenging ourselves and we have to understand it's our own personal journey and we need to step up and do what we can to achieve that and i absolutely love that josh brought that up because i was actually just listening to a podcast yesterday and it was just more of like a finance one and they were saying that there was this one couple who were just getting themselves in trouble because they were comparing themselves to the next door neighbors the ones who just happened to get a new truck when they weren't ready to get one and it's just a good reminder that like no matter what happens in life i just feel like when you're on your own journey when you're focused on like what you can do and what you're capable of you're going to be an unstoppable person but at the end of the day like it's like your journey it's your life and that is definitely something to consider there and one thing i'll even add on i had a note here just the thought of killing the me i used to be i heard a song I'm like oh this applies perfectly to my quote and to me what that means too is right now you might be operating at a really low level but you know you're capable of operating a high level these things take time for instance reading a ton for me in the book challenge i brought it up a lot but i wasn't reading a ton but now that i've set this crazy goal i've been reading insane and it's just so second nature to me it's easy when i didn't work out in the gym if i went to the gym i wouldn't know what to do i was lost i didn't know what weights all these things but now i've been doing it for over 10 years it's so second nature and just the same for you you can reinvent yourself you can become that person you want to be whether it's the person who's 
really studious and you're a great student and you're really curious, you're learning, you're growing, you could be the hard worker, you could be that person that's always consistent, that never lies, who just shows up, who wakes up on time, gets their work done. You could be that really fit person. At the end of the day, it's just having that mindset to understand you're capable of so much more and don't compare yourself, don't set yourself back. But even for me, I wanna be that person who's strolling when other people are sprinting. Awesome, and now jumping into my quote, and this is from a book that Josh just got me and I loved it, it was bolded, it was right there, it was in my face and I had to write it down. It is, intentions don't matter, actions do. And this to me is just so powerful because when I think about it, there's so many people out there that talk and say they're gonna do something. And at the end of the day, until you actually put your foot down on the ground, until you actually send that email, until you, like whatever it is that you're looking to do, it really doesn't matter about the strategy. It does not matter at all. It is awesome that you have the intention. It's amazing that you have the will and the desire to do it. But at the end of the day, actually doing it and taking action is what's really gonna pay off. And I can relate this to the fitness journey, especially because I know there's so so many people who say next week, next month, next year, or maybe even tomorrow, or they wait until Monday. But at the end of the day, just the thing that's going to pay off is going to be the actual action of you doing it. And I just wanted to share this as a little motivation, especially because I know right now people are struggling within fitness. I know summer's coming up. It is literally a hundred days away. It's going to come by so quick. And we really want to look, we just really want to help every single one of you out. So that's why right now we actually do have an amazing promo, an amazing deal. I'm just going to say it right now. Now because it's on the top of my head. It's something I'm super passionate about. Send us a message with the keyword summer ready. If you're ready to take action, if you're willing to take that leap, and if you're ready to stop saying tomorrow or wait until the time just is too late, we are looking to help you out. Three awesome people. It is paid and we're super excited to get you some next level results through our coaching program. All right, now into the thoughts. So what I will say is I was just in summer. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And that summer is Florida. And now we are back in the sticks. So we're in Toronto, Canada. It's pretty cold here. There's snow out. It's freezing. When I take my dog out on a stroll, there's wind blasting me in my face and I'm questioning my sanity. And we it's funny because when we were in Florida, me and Kyle both said to each other, this is easy mode. When you're in the sun, when it's summer, you're wearing less clothing, it's hard not to be motivated. It's hard not to drink a ton of water, to go to the gym, to maintain that physique. But what's really important is that everyone reminds himself that's where we're headed. Like Kyle said, 100 days from today, it's crazy. Spring's right around the corner. We mentioned that as well. And things are going to creep up quick and we got to put in that work and we want to get ahead of things because the second we're too late is the second we're probably not going to do it. We're going to put it off and it's going to dilute the quality of the summer we could have. So now is the time to step up and get after it. And what I really want to say is I'm human as well. Coming back to this, it's not motivating. If you're in a colder climate right now and it's just still brutal and you're dying for spring and it's been an even longer winter for you, my whole thing since I've been back is everything I haven't wanted to do, I've done it harder. So I made a point to lift for 90 good minutes and train really hard in the gym my entire time in Florida. I came back as in my old gym. It was dead there. There was nothing really going on. I didn't want to be there. All this stuff was going on. On. It's hard being in the cold and I'm like, I'd love to just do a 45 minute. And instead I said, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to go that much harder. I'm going to do some extra abs and I'm going to do a little bit of cardio. And that's what I did. And at the end of the day, you can kind of beat those excuses out of you. And when you show yourself, hey, no matter what, even when things are hard, when these obstacles are here, I'm going to do what I need to get done. That's massive. Even I was watching a video recently, Chris Bumstead, uh, Mr. Olympia for I believe it's not not natural bodybuilding. It's uh, classic bodybuilding. So he he's a BC crush and he was asked, what's your number one tip for 
being successful in fitness. And his advice was do the boring thing, do the basic thing, don't get caught up in all the exciting thing. At the end of the day, are you doing everything you need to do? Are you doing your cardio? Are you hitting your nutrition? Are you tracking your calories? Are you going to the gym five days a week and putting in good sessions? Don't overlook the small things that are in front of you. And even with me being back, I made a point when I wanna go on a shorter walk, I'll go on a longer one. When I don't wanna be in that gym, I stay there longer and I bring more intention. When I don't wanna eat healthy, I make myself something extra healthy and I take a little bit more time. And when you have that attitude of when you want to do less and you want to shrink up and shrivel up, say, no, I'm going to expand. I'm going to keep growing and you can overcome that time. And then when things do get easy with the good weather, you've already built those habits and you can build on that even more. And that's where you can get to that point of being at a stroll when other people are at a sprint. I love that. And it was honestly really inspiring because Josh and I were talking about this the other day. And when he told me that he stayed in for that extra little bit from that workout, when I went to go do mine, I'm like, man, that is so true. Like it's just there's always going to be those moments you want to take those shortcuts. And at the end of the day, when you get used to taking those shortcuts, it becomes a habit. And even myself, similar to what Josh was saying, there's been so many moments where I'm just like, ah, you know what, like maybe I won't go for this walk. And we got used to doing a lot of things in just the perfect situation, the perfect, you know, just atmosphere, the perfect weather and everything like that. And I did uh, over 10,000 steps every single day, didn't miss a day for over 60 days. And there was a day where I was kind of close to not hitting it. I'm like, what am I doing? So I've just maintained that morning walk, no matter what it is. Like Josh said, you don't want to go on that walk, go for even longer. It's going to be something that's going to pay off. And I just want to let you know, like I'm totally human. Like it definitely was a lot harder for me personally, just when you have a different situation, like getting back into a routine. But at the end of the day, like so many people, when they struggle with stuff like this, they say, eh, whatever, I won't add meditation back in, you know, just whatever, it's not worth it. And it's just so easy to give up on these specific things, but take it easy on yourself. Start to build one thing in at a day, just get used to it. You know, even for me, just having a bit of a different space and just, you know, I'm a creature of habit, especially I love just having my, my routine. I love having my, my space. I love all that other stuff. And then when things get changed around a bit, I know how easy it is for you to just be like, ah, eh, whatever, like, you know, and just kind of throw things down. But at the end of the day, like, we are all humans and it's all about just getting back up. You fall down, you make a mistake, whatever it is, assess the situation, move forward and you'll be good to go there. So I just want to share that with you because we're not perfect. You know, I don't have every habit figured out, but when I don't have it figured out, I take some time to start to build it back in and then we're good to go. Yeah, I, I do this all the time in my life. The worst thing you can do to yourself if you're into self-development and you want to be fit, healthy and happy is compromise the work you know you can do and begin to take shortcuts. For myself in the gym, there's a reel I'm gonna make soon. It was a perfect example. We've all been there where we've done a rep. It's a little dinky rep. Maybe it's a half rep. It's not focused. We didn't really put our soul into it. And we're like, oh, you know, you just keep counting. You go one, two, three. And instead, when that happens, if I've done two bad reps, I'll go, nope, I gotta go back to zero. Because the second you entertain those shortcuts, it's a very slippery slope. If you hit your macros most of the time, but on the weekends you loosen up and don't do it, then you just start to think, ah, it's only a few days. And the weight shoots up and you're like, I'll just do one more day. I don't need to be perfect here. I don't need to fully log this. And the quality will get worse and worse and worse. And where you can have things compound positively, you take enough shortcuts, you're gonna really not be having success. And I find the biggest danger with shortcuts is you're still doing work. You're still making an attempt to do better. You're just compromising on that work. And it can be very confusing when you see, wow, I'm not progressing. I'm actually regressing. Why isn't this working? Because 
you've kind of confused yourself in the sense where you feel like you're doing things right. Deep down, you know you're not, but it creates this weird image. Instead, where you say, I'm gonna get done what I need to get done, I'm gonna make a point to do it. Any obstacle that comes in front of me, I'm gonna smash it down, I'm gonna have success through it. It's not easy, it's like a muscle of the mind. There'll be times where you don't, but when you have that attitude, you're gonna be so far ahead of someone who's always trying to find shortcuts, who's trying to find reasons why they need to sleep in, why they couldn't do something, why they need to be in the gym last time, why the workout stunk, why they couldn't eat healthy. Like, the end of the day, this can go on and on, but if you don't do these things, you're not gonna have success in fitness. And the last thing I wanted to say and just talk about is holding commitments to yourself. So there's some people out there that would say, Kyle, it's just one walk, like just you know, stay in bed a little bit longer, like you can skip it, you'll be fine. But what most people don't realize, and this is where a lot of people struggle, is that they don't hold the commitments to the to themselves. The commitments that you make to yourself, like for me when I, you know, just of course I wanna walk my dog and he's looking forward to it, but the commitment is I tell myself I'm going for this walk, it's my routine, I don't miss it, I stay consistent with it. And I find that if I were to skip out on that, when it comes to breakfast time, where I usually have my great breakfast, my healthy breakfast, I might actually go on a different commitment. I may not do what I usually do. You know, when it comes to the workout, that shortcut, and it's something that compounds very often. And a lot of people don't realize subconsciously they struggle on their fitness journey and just in life in general because they just, their word doesn't mean as much. They say they're gonna get up, there's a 50, 50% chance. They say they're gonna walk, you know, maybe 40%, 60, 40% chance and maybe 60% they won't do it. And for me personally, it's like a 90 plus percent. Of course, I wanna say 100, but there is a situation here and there. And that's a big difference between someone who I'd say struggles and someone who gets the results they deserve. Hold your word, hold your commitments. You will be an absolute beast. And that's the last thing I wanted to say here. Kyle nailed it there. And now we're going to jump into a client who has been absolutely crushing it, achieve their transformation. And we're going to see what we can learn from them, the things they had to overcome to get their transformation done. So make sure you pay attention. This is a really important segment. Even one of my biggest tips is we have the ability, especially with the internet, to learn from so many different people who may have a very similar situation or ha may have one so different. But at the end of the day, these are all tools we can bank, things we can keep in our mind to help us go forward, to break through obstacles, and to find the things that work for us to achieve in our transformation. So who do we got, Kyle? I'm so happy to announce that we have Savannah here who worked with awesome coach Armando, and she just tightened and toned up, you know, just got bikini ready and is just looking phenomenal. And she's done some incredible things. And you if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the photo on the screen right now. If you are listening on podcast, Spotify, you can click down below, head to our Instagram, and that will bring you to her transformation as well as her biggest tips. But number one tip she had said is just hire a coach. The accountability of having a coach is super valuable. And I absolutely love to hear that because once again, similar to what I was saying before, it's so easy to just say you're going to do something, time goes by, and then you haven't done a whole lot. So obviously she got the results she deserved, and now she's able to continuously succeed because of it. And I also want to share tip number four, because I thought it was very, very powerful for every single one of you listening and watching. Be patient and be consistent. Honestly, 90 days is not very long time. Is not a very long time, but it is realistic to have some serious changes in health. Staying consistent will make the journey much more manageable. And I just wanna give her a shout out. She's put in the work, she's got the results. Once again, if you are looking to get summer ready and also not just ready for summer, but also to be able to maintain a physique where you never have to worry, you never have to just like do all these up and down phases and you're just set and you know able to be successful, send us a message with the keyword summer ready. We have three discounted spots. It is a paid program and we look forward to hearing from you on Instagram, which our Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, and into the questions. Now we're gonna jump into it. The first question out of the mailbag is, will working obliques make my waist bigger? 
This is such a common question. And it's funny because when we were asked it, I was kind of searching around on Google to see like what other people would say. And, ah, oh man, it just, it drives me nuts that there's still so many myths out there and so many people believe it. And especially because it is something that we've been asked a lot. It obviously leads me to believe that a lot of people still do believe it, that even just follow us and hear us talk on this podcast. But long story short is it definitely will not. So many people think that if they do weighted exercises, you know, even there were some articles saying to do like weighted side bends, like that weird, awkward exercise that doesn't do a whole lot to help get rid of the fat within the obliques. And it's just, it's one of those things that it is a hundred percent a myth. And I think that's where people struggle is like they stay away from training obliques. They stay away from doing all that twisting. They stay away from doing weighted ab exercises because they think it's going to make them bulky. But at the end of the day, there are so many amazing benefits. And just in terms of like improved core stability, you know, actual athletic performance, like for anyone who ever needs to twist and you actually do this within the gym, it is something that's going to pay you back over and over again. And at the end of the day, if you are looking to shrink your waist and if you are looking to cut down some body fat in that area, having this as a strength and area, it actually does help you in terms of just overall physique, in terms of like how you look. Having it nice and strong is an amazing thing. I highly recommend it. There's so many great movements. And at the end of the day, you should definitely be doing some oblique work. We have a few different favorite exercises, which I know Josh is super passionate about. We do it at least two to three times a week. And I just wanted to bust that myth because so many people believe it. And hopefully this answer helped you out. It was a great response. And the thing with abs in general or people get so in the weeds with them similar to what i was saying before i'm more focused on seeing that someone trains abs enough if you want to have great abs i really do believe hitting them three times a week with good intensity goes a long way i'll usually do about nine sets myself per session three times a week and i find that's where i'm happy i'll also sometimes do like a little there's things on youtube you can look it up it's called eight minute abs there's level one two and three i do level two i enjoy it it's like a follow-along thing which is pretty sweet and it's like one two one it's really random it's called passion per passion for profession they made it and i find it just a good way to get in some additional crunches but i prefer big weighted movements and i know a lot of coaches and community people have said avoid those you're going to get too thick of a waist you're going to be too bloated this and that and at the end of the day the abs as a group in general aren't a huge muscle i don't really believe they're going to pop out a ton i understand at the highest level if you're trying to be very specific with how you train your abs that the nitty gritty of that could matter a little bit more. But for most people, as long as you're doing good movements that you feel that actually have purpose, you're going to get a lot of advantage from it and your abs are going to get tighter. If you're eating a good diet, just the same. So people get too caught up and worried that deadlifts are going to make their waist bigger. And that's not the case at all. It's just going to help you get a stronger back, stronger lower back. And that really shouldn't be your focus. And these are kind of myths of old that people haven't been asking as much, but we've noticed it popping up a little bit more. And these are things that have been disproven and at, at their core are just people being dramatic about the smallest possible of something like it's just it's not going to happen essentially so you have nothing to worry about find movements that you find are tough and challenging that benefit you and that brings in the second part of this individual's question which are what are the best exercises in your belief for oblique so one of my favorites personally is russian twist i personally don't do russian twist myself because i had a hernia surgery so not a back hernia uh, inguinal hernia so that's essentially just below your ab there and there's some argument that twisting against yourself both ways could lead or cause that somewhat i feel like it's probably a little overstated and most people don't have to worry but personally i get a little bit of discomfort from them it's been years since my surgery but 
I just find there's other things I like to do. And when I do do them, rarely I won't do them weighted myself, but that's just my specific experience. But I do think it's a phenomenal movement. And twisting in general isn't something that's programmed enough. A lot of programs will contain no twisting. We won't learn how to move on that plane. And it is a very important function of the human body. So it is a great opportunity to take advantage of. I love cable wood choppers. It's a nice heavy movement where you can actually work on twisting right through the obliques. I find it really develops them quite nicely. You're learning how to do that under load and that is absolutely a phenomenal movement I would definitely recommend and my other third favorite that I don't do enough of but I definitely should get to it is side planks so working your obliques in a position of stability is so important of course, you'll get some involvement from a normal plank, but doing a dedicated side plank is just gonna do absolute wonders for you in terms of developing stability and control there. But you wanna make sure you're twisting, you wanna make sure you're actively working the obliques. They look awesome, you can see the serratus popping, and those are my personal favorites. I know Kyle will have a few different. Yeah, the only other one that I thought of was the landmine oblique oh, twist. I love that one too. <laughs> Josh taught me this. Uh, we went to film a form video a few years ago and we, when we had a very specific solid gym situation in terms of just like the entire gym to ourselves. Like I remember we used to do it every you know second workout and it just felt incredible. And the biggest thing for these movements is like really getting down the mind muscle connection. So for example, and there's a couple different mistakes people make with these types of things. Even today, Josh caught me just using too much weight. It's so easy. Just, you know, it was, it was hilarious. Like I'm just doing the cable, um, the cable wood choppers and it was just way too heavy. So I was just look like a lower chest fly. Yeah. So the arms are bending and we just yeah. saw. Yeah. And I was using the weight he was using. I was too lazy to change it. We've all been there, but just a good lesson learned for all these um, just little common mistakes is just like use a weight you can control, especially with the abs. You know, it's one of those things where you really want to just feel the muscles working. And like, I find a lot of times with like even the wood choppers, for example, it's so easy to just swing your arms back and forth. But like when you really spend a few seconds focusing on the muscle you're supposed to be contracting, like it is insane. Like I can use zero pounds and feel it incredibly. And it's such a great movement. And a lot of people don't realize even training obliques, like every good solid training program should be targeting this. Like it helps you just with your overall back stability. It helps you just avoid injury. And it's something a lot of people don't realize that just that twisting movement is something you do all the time. And a lot of people don't do within the gym. But the last thing, once again, is the landmine oblique twist. Absolutely phenomenal. We will have form videos linked down below. If you are looking to want to try any of these exercises and just get the form down, right? We we have made them the wood choppers, um, the Russian twist, and then also the oblique twist. And then that's a good reminder to do the sign plank. We do need to make a video there, but yeah, hopefully this helps and uh, gives you guys some good insight on ab training, obliques, and all that great stuff. All right. For number two, this is a great question. So, Hey guys, huge fan of the podcast. Quick question. Is it better to scale back when you're injured or is it better to push through it? So this is an awesome question. I used to be very hoorah and I used to believe eh, I'll just battle through anything. I don't care. And I found a lot of times that I actually put myself in a worse position. I'd set myself back. So I went the other direction. I'd be very patient. I'd take forever. And I found sometimes I'd take longer than I needed to to get back at it. Everyone is so different. You need to understand where you are comfortable. I've gone to the point where I know my body so well and I can kind of gauge the severity of a, a injury and I'll decide whether I can push through it or not. So most common injuries are gonna be pulls and strains. So a strain muscle is when you overextend the muscle, it knots up. So if you think of 
pulling a muscle in general. Muscles stay contracted. A safe muscle is a very tight, strong muscle. That's why they don't recommend you do uh, static stretching before a workout because you're loosening up that muscle. It's not going to be in a position. So if you think of a rubber band, a nice tight rubber band is going to be hard to break and be able to pull it far. But if I really stretch out that rubber band, it's going to start to wear a bit and it could snap. And we're not necessarily going to snap our muscles, but we're going to aggravate them. And when they get aggravated, they lock up super, super tight. And that's what a pull is. And you feel it and you're like, oh, what the heck is that? And it is a very uncomfortable feeling. This will most happen for people in their back. I actually pulled my chest the other day going a little bit too hard, which was kind of crazy. And it's very important you're aware of what this is. It can be very annoying. It can be very painful. But most often, I'm not a doctor, so keep this in mind. This is just my experience. I'll find my pulls will go away within five to seven days. Now, strains are, well, strain is not as bad as a pull. A pull would be worse. And then something really bad would be like herniating a disc, tearing a muscle, those types of things, which are very, very extreme. But most often you'll get these. The best thing you can do off the hop and take this advice, this is what I like to do, let's just say that, is to actually ice it. So by actually putting cold ice on it, <clears throat> sorry, we're gonna get some nice blood flow going there, which is gonna be absolutely fantastic and it's gonna help that muscle heal. You don't wanna introduce heat for at least a couple of days, but you just gotta be patient with it and I'll work around it. If I do movements and it makes it worse, I'll spend some time, let it heal, focus on other things. However, if I do it and it still feels okay, sometimes I will work through that, but this is where it always is good if you can. If you don't know your body well and you're really concerned, go see a doctor, ask a professional, see a physio. They're gonna be able to guide you through this process the best, but understanding the different things. The next thing too, is understanding what pain is and what soreness is. Anything sharp that happens in the gym where it's a sharp pain, it's a jolt, put the weight down, take a second, maybe just take a break. That's what you wanna avoid. That's when something's going wrong. If it's just a soreness, an area is tight, get some blood flow going. We always say motion is lotion. You'll find that area loosens up pretty quickly and you'll be in a great state. If you have recurring injuries, do what you can. I had a little tear on my calf muscle, which was incredibly annoying. So I'd wear a little sleeve over it and the benefits of sleeve over areas where you have injuries, it's gonna promote more blood flow. It's gonna keep that area warm, which is gonna give blood flow. And that's why I always squat with knee sleeves as well. I find it just keeps that area nice. And it's good placebo for my mind. It just feels like you have a shield on. It's like having a seatbelt. You, of course it does a ton, but when you have it on, you feel more secure than when you don't. And there is benefit in that. You'll move more confidently when you have things that help you. So you gotta know your situation. If you have horrible wrists and they're always giving you problems, you can go with uh, wraps, you can work to fix the form. And like injuries in general, there's so many different ways. But I find personally, the best advice is take one step back, let it heal, focus on it, and then go forward. But the same, you can't let an injury hold you out for six months just because something hurt a little bit, you have a little bit of a strain. That doesn't mean you should stop deadlifting forever. You shouldn't go to the gym anymore. You need to learn how to fix it, to deal with it, and to get back at it, whether that is through having a coach, having a physiotherapist, going to a doctor, understanding your body, doing research, fixing your form, whatever that is, there's a million different ways you should take it, but I think there's no shame in taking break, taking a break, letting yourself heal. But I always like to say we're human, our bodies break, they heal. And at the end of the day, when you have the attitude that we break and we heal because it's how we are when we're a kid, we fall, we scrape our knee, we cry, and then it heals up. It's a great way to look at it. And just the same, when we do get hurt or we cause an aggravation, we actually have to put in that work to make sure we're healing it. So one doctor, Sue McGill, I was saying it to Kyle because I heard on the podcast, I thought it was pretty shocking. He said he likes to tell his clients that they deserve their back pain. So people come to him for extreme back pain. That sounds very harsh and it's rude, but if you have an injury or even an area that's bad and you're not doing the necessary work to help heal it, 
that is partially on you. And just the same, if I do get a pulled muscle, I'll ice it like crazy. I'll make sure I'm getting good sleep. I'll drink a ton of water. I'll take care of myself. I won't over stress myself out of the gym and I'll let myself come through that intelligently. And if I did hurt it doing an exercise, I'll say, what I do wrong? Did I get a little bit sloppy? Did I use a little too much weight? Did my form slide a bit? And I'll really work and put in the necessary effort to make sure I can heal that up to stop it from coming again. And you may even have a big issue. All the time my clients, I'll see things, I'll say, whoa, 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 when you stop this, you're arcing into your spine, not your abs. This is gonna cause you more problem or you're actually rotating your knee inward when you squat. That's gonna cause you a lot of issues down the road or whatever it may be. That's where working with an expert is so beneficial. And that's my big spiel on injuries. And once again, that's one set. There's a gazillion different things that can happen. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't be scared of the gym. I know so many people that really hold themselves back because they're so scared of injuries. And when you're thinking of injuries all the time and you're freaking out, I swear it's way more likely to happen. So go in, do the warm up you need to do, take care of yourself, make sure you're well rested, make sure your form's good. And I can say from going to the gym so long, I've never had a serious injury. I've been totally fine. I'll get small things here and there, but very, very rarely. And I'm way, way healthier and happier because of it. I couldn't agree more. And even I love to look at athletes as an example because they obviously have a lot of high level people helping them out, but it's all about maneuvering around, right? It's about finding different ways to work different things and just take different focuses. And even myself, similar to Josh, luckily I haven't had any of those serious injuries, but at the end of the day, even just, I remember when I fell off my motorcycle years ago, my lower body was thrashed. Like I couldn't do anything at all. I would still be able to work my upper body. And if I ever had any upper body injuries, which, you know, small things happen in the past, I would, I remember just being in the, in the gym, uh, three times during the week. And I did my lower body entirely, which was like crazy. I was getting so much volume to my legs. But for me personally, I know that I function my best when I go to the gym, when I stay with my habits, when I'm still doing all the stuff that I'm required to do. And I just function that way. And I feel the absolute best. So I'm always a fan of just like finding different ways. If I have to take out deadlifts for a little bit, if I have to maybe switch something out from a barbell back squat, if something's happening and do something, you know, maybe more machine based in my personal opinion, majority of the time, there's always a way to maneuver around that. And once again, that is the best part of having a coach because of course things pop up. You know, we have some clients who just whatever it is going on in their life, something's taking place. Maybe even they're going on vacation. They need a different plan. You know, they don't have access to whatever. We're able to maneuver and find ways to help create the perfect routine based off of your perfect situation. But one last thing I want to say is it's a great time to really dial every other habit in. So let's say you're used to going to the gym five times, similar to that example where I had to do three lower body days. I'm missing two workouts, but I'm going to focus on everything else. I'm going to do extra mobility. I'm going to do some more stuff at home. My nutrition is going to get a little bit better. I'm going to dial in my sleep, my stress management, my recovery, every other little thing, my mindset. And that's where a lot of people struggle is I know how hard it is because when I was going through that injury, I'll never forget sitting in my garage, just feeling absolutely helpless. Like I couldn't do what I love doing. You know, I just, I, I was, I was hurting, you know what I mean? And it's so easy to just throw in the towel and say, eh, whatever. But at the end of the day, there's so many other things to focus on. And that's where a lot of people struggle. And similar to what I was talking about last week about being optimistic, you really need to look for the positives and the other things that you can focus on. And once again, it'll continue be a habit. And one of the best things you can do to be preventative of injuries, of getting hurt when you're older, is being strong. As we increase our muscles, we can increase our bone density, we can improve our actual tendon strength, and we can become better, stronger versions of ourselves and be more resilient to things that happen in life, slipping on ice, falling over, taking a spill, being a car crash, whatever it is, at the end of the day, 
being in the gym, challenging herself, being stronger, working on ourselves, walking, doing all these great things, just gonna help us be more resilient. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Now, last but not least, we have, how can I stop myself from getting bored of my meal preps? This is a really good question, and I got asked this recently, once again, on an Ask Me Anything, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Colossus Fit. At least two times a week, we answer questions there as well. But this isn't a question I was able to get a chance to answer, so here we are. And my biggest thing is that when you are eating healthy, when you are focused on your goals, everything you're striving for, I can't say I expect foods to be the just most exciting and just like tasteful thing, especially when I'm cooking it, but there's a purpose there. Even, I'll give you an example, my chicken breasts, they're, they're okay. You know, I'm not going to say I'm so excited. It's not going to be comparable to a restaurant where they put on the oils, the sauces, the everything else that they do, but there's a purpose. It's made to give me my protein. It's helping me reach my goals. It's helping fill me up. And there's so many people out there, I feel like, and I used to be like this, that everything needs to be so exciting. Everything needs to be next level, you know, meal preps, like they just, it needs to be the most amazing thing. So I wanted to get that off my chest because once again, there are other things to focus on, but that's my first thing. Number two is just doing different variations. So for example, let's say you happen to be cooking your veggies for the week, you do asparagus and you start to get bored of it. I'm a big fan, once again, of still pushing through that boredom, but at the same time being realistic and switching it out. You know, maybe switching something out for zucchini. I love zucchini. I'm gonna do some Brussels sprouts and being able to rotate around a specific menu and specific things. If you're bored of your chicken, maybe you can look into doing some ground turkey. There's different alternatives and I'm a big fan once again of rotating if that's something that you could do. And then the last thing is just adding some spices if you can. Once again, even for the chicken, if it's just like completely bland, it's not as good. But then when I find some spices, a lot of people don't realize they are zero calories for the most part. Once again, check and make sure because there's always these random things out there that add tons of calories. But that's another thing I would consider as well. And hopefully this helps you out. Yeah, even for me, I just, we make so many food-based decisions in a day. Kyle's mentioned this before, and I find it very relieving myself to know I'm going to have a static breakfast. I can change small components of it. It's really good food that agrees with me, that I feel nice on, that I'm comfortable with how full I am versus not. And having that consistency goes such a long way, and it makes it really easy to be successful to eat good foods. And to me, that's how I can justify it. And there's so many fun ways to spice up foods, like sriracha is absolutely awesome, for a lot of my breakfast stuff, I'll mix in different fruits, but different toppings. You can do hemp hearts, chia seeds, all these cool things. There's a lot of way to keep the core of what you're eating the same, but switch up that meal prep ever so slightly to make it that much more exciting and unique for you. But this is something you gotta play with and you gotta ask yourself, are you eating the things you really want too? Because for a lot of people, they'll eat chicken because everyone eats chicken, but they have the macros for beef, they like beef. That's totally cool, go that route as well. So there's a few different options for you to explore there. We wanna thank everyone for tuning in today. If you love this video, please let us know. Leave a review, you can leave a review on Spotify or iTunes, whatever platform you listen to. And you taking three seconds to do that really helps us get this podcast out to more people, experience more growth, make more incredible podcasts. We are gonna be working on a dedicated space for this where we're gonna have really nice chairs, really consistent atmosphere. We might be able to do some really fun things like have guests call in or have other guests or bring people down, whatever it is, it's gonna bring a lot of potential and you can help us do that by going ahead and just leaving a quick review, sharing this podcast, your story, just doing something to help us grow would mean the world and for you to take two seconds to do that would really just be something we'd appreciate. So thank you to everyone who will take two seconds of the day to help us. We hope we helped you in today's episode. Knowledge is only power when applied. So get out there, apply it, have some successes and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.